Welcome to WeAreTechnology.com's User-Friendly 2.0 with host Bill Sickens, Technology Architect. And this is User-Friendly 2.0. I'm your host, Bill Sickens. Joining me this week, Gretchen and Bill Snodgrass. We've got a great show coming up for you. We're going to be talking a lot about AI and different things. A lot of the questions you have been sending us, actually most of them lately, seem to relate to that. And there's a lot of concern and some of it very justified, but there's also a lot about this type of technology that isn't getting talked about. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. Today's news is brought to you by Mosaic Arts Loft. Come discover the mosaic difference with art lessons in drawing, painting, and clay pottery making. Contact us for a free studio tour and a buy four, get one free at mosaicsartsloft.com. We don't just make art, we build artists. So what's in the news? The Simpsons confirms a secret reason why the family never goes broke. Uh, Could it be that they're in their, what, 30th season or something and making a lot of money off of the show? Or they're a cartoon. (laughs) That's that possibility, too. (laughs) Uh, However, I think there's more to it than that. Um, They've recently revealed... Season 34, episode 22. So that gives you the uh, uh, information on where they are, how they can afford to go on. And what it turns out it is, is that Marge has a secret bank inheritance and she secretly helps the family budget during times of emergency. And this would almost have to make sense because if you watch The Simpsons, you know there's constantly money is a big thing and there isn't enough of it. And there's been a lot of episodes dealing with that. However, they still can take a lot of vacations all over the world, it seems. Uh, when they need to and other things. And well, hey, that's how you do it. If you have that magic inheritance, that'll work. And that doesn't even limit itself to just a cartoon. That'll work in real life too. Where's mine? (laughs) If you're tired of Chrome's look, there's a new way to change it. So, you know, it's interesting that this is actually a feature that's being talked about, but what this is for is something like a Chromebook. And um, the browser and all the rest of that. And there's a process where you actually can go in now and change the way that it looks. So the customization options will pop up in a sidebar and you can go through and then modify and set up the way that uh, you want all of it to look. It's a customized Chrome button. And when you get in that, you can change your theme, do all kinds of other things, move the menus around. And uh, while this is going to be kind of cool, I think from a standpoint of being able to use it, as someone that has to um, help clients periodically debug things through Chrome, oh, this is going to yeah. make that a lot harder because everything's now not going to be where you expect it sometimes if someone goes in and changes their settings. So uh, anyway, uh, it's there whether we like it or not. And actually, it is kind of cool to have some of these capabilities. But, um, you know, definitely uh, it seems like uh, this is something that shouldn't <laughs> be that new of a feature, but it is. New autonomous robots to patrol campus of UNR. So UNR is the University of Nevada in Reno. And um, I'm trying to decide whether that thing looks like a vacuum cleaner or uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's a <laughs> I thought it looked like a little baby mailbox, you know. <laughs> it could could be, could be. And for anybody that is listening to us on the radio, which is everybody, uh, we'll have to see if we can get a picture of this out. But what it is, is it's a device. Uh comes from the developer Nightscope. And it is going to be used to patrol the campus. Um, The K5 ASR uses robotics and artificial intelligence to provide 24-7, 365 patrols, 
in support of the University of Nevada Police Department Northern Command. And yes, I did read that from the press release. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting to see where this is going to be going. I know it's a something to help cut back on crime and that type of a thing. And we're seeing robotics everywhere. So I guess there could be pluses and minuses to this, but we'll have to see how it plays out and see if maybe we can get an interview with the uh, university police on down the road and see what they think of it. Group joins push to make fencing with LED sabers an official U.S. sport. Yeah, this is the most important news topic we have today. So, you know, just Hmm, there you are. LED sabers. So they're talking about lightsabers, you know, like the lightsabers. Yeah, ultra sabers and such. Oh, yeah. Okay. Your, your that Star that Wars. completely, completely confused me. LED sabers. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think part of that has to do with copyright. So, you know, a lightsaber uh, is a Star Wars thing, and a okay. LED saber is kind of, you know, a generic. <laughs> Plus, yeah. there's what, 20 companies now that supply, you know, fencing yeah. sabers like that? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there's tons of them out there, and they're all, a lot of them have some pretty good products, but uh, uh, they're. Talking about beginning the U.S. certification for international LED saber combatants. And this would mean that they could have international tournaments and various other things. Now, for any of us that have done fencing, I mean, there's kind of a side of this that is pretty cool. And it would definitely make for an interesting thing to watch, I would think. Yeah. But um, (laughs) I mean, I I, I, I follow a channel that does this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it any good? Yeah, it's on YouTube. I'll uh, I'll have to give you the link so we can share it. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they uh, basically go by the forms that are done in Star Wars to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. So like Dooku's different style and Anakin's and yeah, I can't remember what they're, they're called forms, but yeah, there's yeah, and I, I the in the one of the books that I was working on, I invented a new form in it inadvertently <laughs> so it's like um you know if it ever gets published they can do that one too <laughs> yeah, there you go there you go those the group that's doing this is called usa fencing and according to them our goal will always be to illuminate the path to fencing in a smart and strategic way okay usa fencing is the fencing group that we used to interact with long time ago okay cool yeah, well, i mean they do like, like the certifications and the uh, where you get yeah you know uh, rated and all of that right so yeah yep DOJ charges former Apple engineer with theft of autonomous car tech for China. Yeah, so this is an interesting thing. This story has actually been around for a little bit now. Um, This is something that happened earlier in the year um, when it got announced. And the time period when this individual was working for Apple was from 2016 to 2018. So they're now getting around, what is this, five years later to indicting him for taking technology and selling them to China, which is illegal. And these are considered not only trade secrets, but selling technology in this way. There's all kinds of restrictions on export and control and different things like that. And um, this type of a thing is, you know. (laughs) Industrial espionage or something like that? Yeah. He faces 10 years in prison for each count if he is convicted. I mean, if it was so, a Tesla one, I'd say let him have it because, I mean, what, <laughs> the Chinese are just going to run other people over now? Well, but, you know, uh, I, as far as that goes, it's, uh, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Tesla's actually sort of works. Uh, Apple, I haven't seen their technology on the road at all. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, 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 at the end of the day, I think the bottom line of it is, is this type of technology in general 
of course, works with sensors and, you know, to some extent, AI and some other things like that. And the bottom line of it is, is whether it's Tesla's or Apple's or anybody else's, it is high-end technology and not something that should be provided, you know, especially to a government that seems to be in some ways siding with Russia and their monstrous attacks in Ukraine. And you just don't want this technology getting out. Yeah. China, speaking of, tells tech manufacturers to stop using Micron chips, stepping up feud with the United States. Yeah, so they've decided that Micron chips are unsafe for some reason. However, they have not said why or what they want them to do about it. So this is, I think, definitely a political thing that's causing that. Sounds like it. And, um, you know, so there you are. So from my understanding of this is the United States is probably going to retaliate, too, and doing some more restrictions and things on uh, product coming in from there. So again, it's just part of a feud that's going back and forth here. Although this is a little bit different, you know, Seagate got in trouble for this too, for exporting hard drives and they weren't supposed to do it either. And they were trying to say, well, they weren't assembled completely. So they're definitely starting to watch all of this. And very likely this Micron thing from China is just uh, pushed back from some of the sanctions and stuff that are been put out there from our end. Ray Stevenson, star of Ahsoka, has died at age 58. Yeah, this is a bummer. First of all, 58 is very young. Yeah. And second of all, he just got that cool part. He's the villain, and he did a nice job at it, in my opinion, too. You know, I haven't seen it. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully I didn't just give away a secret there, but yeah. it's. No. Another bad day. Uh, Tina Turner dies at age 83. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is, seems to be a week. Hopefully this doesn't come in threes, but uh, two is bad enough. And Tina Turner, again, very much a rock star, uh, very popular during the 80s, did a lot yeah. of different things, had a lot of talent. And yeah, she um, even did a couple of movies, too. You know, mm-hmm. you know so we, we used to see her in a lot of stuff, and I, she was very good. Now, 83 over 58, I mean, if you have to have a choice, 83 is a longer life. But even so, it's still sad. It seems like a lot of the performers that we knew of and worked with are are leaving us now. Well, on that cheery thought, we have a great show for you this week. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. We're going to be talking a lot about AI this week, but before we get into that, I just want to let all of our listeners know that starting next week, we are going to be having a little bit of a new format. We're going to be changing the show up just a little bit. We're going to be broadcasting in two segments, each 25 minutes. So that means less commercials, which is a great thing. And I'm thinking it will also allow us to dive a little more in-depth with some of our interviews and topics. So This will be a good thing, and it'll be interesting to see. This is the first major format change we've had in 10 years, uh, with the exception from when we went to a half hour to an hour our first season. So, uh, you know, you'll have to let us know what you think of it. So listener questions have been coming in, and a big part of this, actually, like I said in the intro, most of it, is lately about AI. There's a lot of questions, concerns. What does this actually do? Of course, AI has been in the news and everything like that. And I think to start with this, let's talk a little bit about the basics of it and artificial intelligence and the whole idea 
one of the big concerns is things like movies Terminator and all that kind of stuff. And are we headed in that direction? Now, Bill, I know that um, you've researched this and we've talked about it in the past, the idea of sentience and singularity and all of that. Why don't you give us a little bit of an intro on what AI is and then talk about those levels and let us know if it's time to move to another planet or not? Well, most people don't realize that AI really has touched everyone's life at some point. And I'm not even talking the current stuff. I mean, there was things in the 80s that were basically AI video games that were able to uh, learn against you and such. Uh, some of the earliest AIs was Big Blue, which was a chess uh, computer. So it learned and it was able to play chess. Um, that was about it. Now, as far as like what people are worried about now, sentience is a little bit different than the singularity. The singularity is when an AI can function and think just like a human, the same level, which would mean the ability to create, the ability to question, and especially their own existence, and the ability to create out of nothing. Um, I don't mean exactly nothing, but Humans, if you think about it, have that ability to create art or ideas or engineering that comes from a void, technically. Um, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Basically, the ability to dream and have fiction. And I, I mean, not true dreaming, you know, like we do at night. You know, an AI doesn't, probably doesn't need to do that. So, you know, we were talking about um, some of the current AIs, which are you know, a thousand times better than our human brains, it is still that question of, do they come to that level? And a lot of people are worried about AI-generated stuff and AI's, uh, you know, Terminator. The thing is, is Terminator situation is a logic flaw. It was told to stop war, and it did, because it eliminated humans, which were the cause of war. <laughs> That's the most logical reason. It is a common fallacy. It goes back to like Asimov's thing of, you know, do not, I know you're not able to harm a human, but you also have a self preservation. So there was a robot in a story that kept trying to go in to fix something, but it kept kicking out. And the humans had to come along and do it because it couldn't stop, you know, it had to help the humans to stop this thing, but it couldn't throw itself at risk. And that AI is, you know, problematic in itself because it's very simplistic. Once exactly. singularity is, it's like free thought, <laughs> choice. So was that the three laws of robotics yeah. that you're referring to? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was a story so, about that. <laughs> according to uh, Artificial Intelligence News, ChatGPT4 will have 100 trillion parameters. And that's a, apparently equivalent to the human brain in processing capability. Now, does that mean that it's reached singularity? Again, it has to, in my opinion, display the ability to question itself on its own. Not just, you know, someone punched in, you know, do you think about yourself or something? You know, it has to consciously out of nowhere be like, what am I? Why? And so on. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who, and in myself as an artist, I don't really like AI art because of how people have programmed it. And it is kind of just a basic AI, really, when it does that. Um, 
as a tool, it's fine, but to be using that kind of artwork professionally is just, I think, wrong. Um, I, you know, there are some things, there's chatbots that have currently, uh, they were originally designed for mental health. Um, the way that people have programmed them, they became very parasitic upon the people using them in very dangerous ways. But that was the company enforcing, you know, we want to monetize this, not, you know, the original reason it existed. Yeah, so and, when greed gets involved, it kind of screws things up. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you bring this up, and it is one side of this that's very much the, the ethics are related to this. And we've talked about that a little bit in the past, but, uh, you know, talking about art and the ability to produce it. And one of the other big things that's a concern now is these deep fake videos where it's starting to get to a point where you can't really tell if it's real or not. You know, stuff like that seems to be an issue in direct competition. Now, one of the other things, and this is a question that's been asked, is a lot of these models have the ability to rewrite their own software. So that, in other words, they can program themselves. Do you see that as being concerning? Yes and no. To me personally, like I, I've seen it being concerning in two situations. Um, recently, like I believe I talked about it in a past episode, they had a robot with an AI that was moving packages from one th conveyor belt to something else. And there's a video of this. And after 15 minutes of this, it realized this was its existence and decided to end itself by rewriting its code and shutting down. And so it committed suicide rather than right. go through that process because it just it was smart enough to realize there wasn't anything more that's um, interesting now the issue with that is there's other ais that have done similar um i feel like though that is a requirement for the growth the human brain rewires itself rethinks itself relearns changes its parameters daily you know uh you're not the same person you were yesterday and you don't have the same biases you had when you were a kid you know back when you were a kid you hated broccoli and now you probably like it maybe maybe at least, you, at least you're able to handle it <laughs> yeah yeah you know i mean, no but i hear what you're saying it just yeah you change and so so does something like this to be able to keep moving forward but the idea of the system knowing that there isn't anything else now that's interesting when you think about it just the end of that kind of a of a capability you know but um but anyway so parameters are like synapses that's the comparison on that so that's where those terms come from and what we're going to do in the next part of the show is we're going to be looking at cybernetics which is another side of this and the specific situation of a brain implant that's allowing people to walk again and then after that we're going to be talking about AI and sci-fi. So actually diving into the comparison, we've mentioned Terminator, but there's a lot of these places around there where that is definitely a part of things. And we'll have to see what we think on where that goes. We will be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User Friendly 2.0. Send us your questions and your comments. Userfriendlyshow.com is our website. It is the one stop for everything. You can get our archives. You can play back episodes. You can see the Tech Wednesday articles, all of that kind of stuff. 
And we need your questions. Please keep them coming in. Again, userfriendlyshow.com. And if you want to look at us on social media, if I can say the word, it's one <laughs> userfriendly on Facebook and Twitter. And there we are. So we were just talking about some of the basics of AI. A lot of questions have come in on this. And these type of technologies, we are moving into the future. And I don't think that's going to be stopped anytime soon. AI, another one is cybernetics. Okay, so this is the idea of, you know, being a big, scary cyborg. And while an entity like that would certainly be enhanced, we're starting to see the basics of this type of technology being used for quality of life enhancements. And there was an article submitted that talks about brain implants hoping to paralyze man walk again. And we had this set up and I did a little searching on the internet and I'm finding that this is not the only one. This type of technology is starting to be used in a lot of different places. They still consider it prototype. But in this particular situation, uh, this gentleman was from Holland and he was paralyzed in a cycling accident 12 years ago and hasn't walked until he got a system implanted, which is able to take the transmissions from his brain and has a receiver on the other side of where his nerve system is damaged. So in this case, in his legs. And with that, he is able to walk. Now, I wouldn't say it's just like he did before. There's still a robotic quality to it. No, he's he has having to, to learn how it works, and he has to use a walker. However, he's eventually probably going to be able to progress progress beyond that. And at the end of the day, he's able to walk again. Well, so what do you think has... about this use of this type of technology? I think it's a great idea. And it gives him the option to, you know, relearn how to walk. Um, he'd been uh, unable to walk for quite a few years, so he's probably had um, muscle deterioration. So yeah. him, uh, he's, it's probably going to take him a, a little bit of time and effort, but I think he really wants to. And I love the idea that um, this is available, that they're starting to develop it so that in the future it'll be available, you know? Now, Bill, do you see this type of technology leading us to a cyberpunk world? Oh, yeah. This is the very <laughs> basics of that. I mean, it, it's only going to go up and it, you know, it was a matter of, you know, a decade ago it was, well, we'll never figure this out because the brain is so elusive and, you know, they couldn't figure out this different stuff. And now it's happening, which I, I figured would always happen. And it will progress faster as our understanding of how, you know, neurons and stuff work and interact with our technology. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it, too, is, you know, building forward and building ahead. But like any new technology, you've got to start somewhere. And as you say, this is the beginning. Now, I think I can honestly say just from a personal standpoint that in a world where implants like these type of things would be available to do different things, I would be the first one knocking down the door to try them. <laughs> I know there are a lot of people out there that uh, consider this type of thing scary and, you know, and all of that. And I, hey, you know, could Bill? see... Christopher Reeves' son said on uh, Good Morning America this morning that he thought his dad would have been one of the first people to jump at trying it. Yeah, yeah I think, but I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. There seems to be both sides of the fence, you know, mm -hmm. and I would definitely want to know what the implants are, what they're doing, and probably be involved in, you know, at least the process of, of programming and all that kind of stuff, because you know, there is a way that these type of things could really go off the rails, and it's all about what it's being used for, like any technology. There's, exactly. there's bad, right? Yeah. Right. But, but I, I look at I, it. I don't know, but it, it does seem like if you can't walk and then you can walk again, that's a positive use of cybernetic implants. Well, you know, 
like Stephen Hawking's, you know, being stuck in the body and having this ability to now extend and try, you know, beyond that physical limitations. Yeah. 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 And I think that, I, I think that's really <laughs> what this comes down to quality of life and the ability to restore or enhance and that kind of a thing with just really very basic technology is something that I think, uh, you know, is a, is a very good positive use for this, and uh, especially with people. You know, the cyberpunk term is chipping in, so I'm ready to do that too. But the yeah. thing of it is, is I mean, we're I getting mean, Chrome. The, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's important what was that, that Gretchen, those who we derailed you. Yeah, I was just saying that you know, if especially if a person still wants to contribute to life, I, I think it's nice yeah. to give them the shot at it. Yeah, and uh, no, and I, I would 100% agree. So. Who out there would like to be cyborgs? Let us know. Userfriendlyshow.com and my Chrome is telling me we are now ready for a commercial break. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. This is User Friendly 2.0. We're talking AI this week. And in our first segment, we talked about some of the definition of this. Last segment, we were talking about cybernetics and AI and implants and all of that. Now, this is the fun one. We get to talk about AI and science fiction. Now, I will start Yay. this. I think my favorite instance of this is the cyborg in Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and Furious that came out in 2019. I mean, he's cool. He's a total bad guy, but he's just, you know... I wouldn't want my AI to work like that, though. Now, the first AI that came up when I was looking through for this was Clippy. Now, we all remember Clippy, I no. think. Oh, oh, are you talking about the Windows thing that would dance around and be weird? Yeah, it was like a paper uh, clip, but you could change yeah. it to other things. Okay. I vaguely remember it, yeah. So, I don't know, Bill, is that AI? Not really. Uh, it was it was a very that one. yeah it was a very simple concept of you know oh you look at a format and it just pulls something up that is, so you know it was See, just a reference i thought howl was the original uh howl, yeah howl is one of the big <laughs> ones and and yeah so um you know howl 9000 mm -hmm. uh 2001 a space odyssey a movie that uh, came out and you know i can't do that dave uh and then nomad in star trek Nomad, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and another one there. Now, the one that we all talk about and hear about is the Terminator. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm going to be moving to my new job in uh, Nevada there at Skynet. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, but all, uh, Skynet also happens to be the name of the Russian mobile phone company. So maybe there is some reality to this. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, so. Um, Skynet was a military-grade AI that waged war on its creators, resulting in the death of six billion humans. The idea being that it was tasked of stopping war, and the way it chose to do that was kill all the humans. So, I, you know, and we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but are we? Do you think we're headed that way? I don't. I think we see to understand it. We're already at that stage. We've been at that stage since the eighties, yeah. technically. You know, because we understand that concept of the AI, that it could do that. That is the logic fallacy of, okay, how do we solve X problem the most efficient way? And there's no other uh, constraints to it. So you're thinking along the lines uh, from the 80s, like war games, where you have yes. a big mainframe 
and the it's gotten intelligence and it wanted to play chess, but the kid thought it would be fun to play nuclear thought war. It was a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing, is it is just a matter of we already have those level of AIs. You know, our PS5s, our Xboxes, our PCs have AIs that are probably more capable than that. Or, or so, just okay, the same so, level of this is how you do it. So speaking of evil AIs, Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Now, this oh, is an interesting yeah. one. In the original version, they looked like robots. And then there was a reboot on that series where they looked like regular humans. humans. Yeah. 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 And these were definitely an evil creature. By air command. <laughs> yep. Number six, uh, you know, and with the, <laughs> I love he the footnote great. on this. Killing babies is evil. Looking at you, Anakin, and then it talks about Cylons. So a little bit of a crossover in universes there. But <laughs> okay, um, you know, definitely the idea, and I know that we're looking at this idea of robots that look like humans. I'm seeing this all over the place. Yeah, it's because well, the uncanny know. valley makes people uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that type of a thing. I know one of the areas, we don't see it here in the States so much, but they use a lot of robotics in China at medical care because of staffing shortages. So you check in with a robot now instead of a nurse. Huh. There's a lot of development in Japan to make more personable uh, robots for different things. So there, we see it there, too. It's just not as prevalent here. <laughs> Yet. Although we did talk about in the news, robots are going to be running around in uh, UNR, University of Nevada, patrolling. They're using that same system in New York, apparently, too. Yeah. Really? For so, a university or some other I facility? I know, just the general police department, from what I understand. So we'll have to see how that goes and what could possibly go wrong, and maybe we can steal one and see how it works. Okay, I, anyway, can see, I can see criminals hitting them with cars and kicking them over, and oh dear. Yes, yes, it's... Uh, Definitely a case. I'm being told by our legal that user friendly does not support the idea of stealing robots. Now you need Boston Dynamic dogs to be policemen. Yeah, Spock is cool. I mean, you know, yeah. he's he's really he's really cool. All right, how about Ultron? Now he's a cyborg, right? Technically, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and his programming goes off, and and other evil cyborgs. Let's talk about or um, robots and all of that. Let's talk about Commander Data on Star Trek. I like uh, Data. I know, you don't think he's evil. Now, I've seen no. some episodes where they've reprogrammed him. Actually, seriously, uh, oh, yes. uh, our uh, opinion of the character being beside, where they simply turned off his ec uh, ethics program. Same thing with the doctor on Voyager once. Mm -hmm. And um, they become yeah. this just, you know, psy psychotic thing. But, um, you know, I mean, Data also had his counter, which was his brother, Lore. Lore, yeah. And that was this concept of, you know, being raised differently with the AIs and such where lore was built with the uh, empathy chips and all that, but it created a problem because he had no legit interaction. So another question that's come up is winter soldier, actually a cyborg. Technically. Yeah, he's part, he's part, you know, part human and part machine. Yeah. He's part machine with the arm. And I get that, but there's a line in the movie that talks about, I'd like to bounce around that cybernetic brain of yours. Now I had never heard of that. In the comic book before, just that he had the arm replacement. So, yeah, you know, and well, I don't think this character is necessarily a bad guy. He's more like a mercenary kind of. No, but, you he, know. he's been programmed. He's been brainwashed. Yeah, yeah I think that was part of it. Mechanic. Yeah. I think he did have an implant that uh, Hydra was using. Because I think they used the same thing on Captain America and a couple others they, at one point. They did. They it was there was a trigger. There was a series of questions that would trigger him. 
and then he'd become the winter soldier. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, those type of things you'd want to be careful. This is why you would want to know where your programming comes from and be able to um, address and eliminate such things. And we're just yeah, about out of time R2 for D2. this. Part. R2-D2. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the other one I wanted to talk about was Cortana from Halo 5, which is interesting. I think that's the same name as the old Microsoft AI. But uh, yeah, um, both seem to have succumbed to rampancy, which is a AI problem going insane. So. All right. Well, listen, we'll have to see where this goes. Send us your questions on this type of technology. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again pretty soon. This is User Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User Friendly 2.0. This is Agent Smith. The Matrix is real. Okay, maybe, maybe not. That's always scared me a little bit. But we have been talking AI this show and trying to answer some of your questions and then look at different aspects of it and science fiction and actual reality. And I think that we could probably talk about this topic for a week. Uh-huh. We're definitely going to have to do a follow-up show, see where this is going this summer and see if maybe we can get some input from some of the experts and send us your questions. Is there anything you'd like us to focus on on this topic? Because it is a very big one. So, you know, as far as all of that goes, I'm going to pose the question. What is your favorite movie with an AI, Bill? Oh, geez, that's a hard one. I would have to say Ghost in the Shell. Or yeah, Ghost uh, in the Shell. Battle Angel Alita. Okay, I haven't seen Battle Angel, but I know Ghost in the Shell. But uh, now, Gretchen, I'm going to assume that your answer might have something to do with Star Wars. Yeah, probably. I just like, I, I like R2-D2. <laughs> you, <know? Yeah. laughs> you can always count so, on him. You know? Usually, you know. Now, he he has, it was gold skin or something, and he didn't, but he did. What? Anyway, I'm what trying to remember the story on his character or the origin of that. R2-D2? Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking C-3PO. of C-3PO. You're C-3PO. thinking of C-3PO. Okay, they were both <laughs> built by Anakin, if I recall. Um, R- R2 not. No. Okay. So where did, but 3PO where did he was. come in? He was just okay. given to him, uh, right? Um, no, he came from Naboo. Okay. From the military. Because I know, I know if you look at the lore and stuff, they wiped C-3PO's brain so he doesn't remember everything, but they never yeah. touched R2-D2. So he knew the whole time. Oh, oh yeah, 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 the whole time. Vader. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and he also knew, ah, I better shut up. <laughs> He's gone crazy. <laughs> Now, those little droids, you know, th- that's actually what these little police droids remind me of that UNR in New York's using, is that kind of an idea. It's a little different shape, but there is that feeling. Yeah. Well, and then there's there's Triple Zero. Um, that's well, some, Triple Zero uh, was kind C- of a C- nutcase, wasn't he? Oh, he was evil. Yeah. The one I... <laughs> he was downright evil. You have oh, to yeah. read the comic books. Oh, my goodness. But IG-88... Who, yeah. who, uh, who rebuilt himself multiple times so he could do things. But I think my favorite was the one from Solo that became the ship's computer. I can't remember her name. Oh, her, L. I know uh, who you're talking about, yeah. yeah. yeah I just loved her because she was ship. so sassy. Yeah, she was sassy. <laughs> and was HK-47, <laughs> who was also an evil droid in Star Wars, but that's Old Republic stuff. He was yeah. fun. Who's also ones, very right? sassy. Chopper. <laughs> like, I think even BB-8's you know, a little If you really want to get into this kind of technology, there actually is an Alexa droid. You can look that up. Uh, they're somewhat limited, but they do exist. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Well, until next week, and even with AI, good, bad, or otherwise, this is User-Friendly 2.0, keeping you safe on the cutting edge. User-Friendly 2.0 is copyright 2023, User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. All rights reserved. Views expressed on this show are those of the host and not necessarily User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. or this station. Music licensing by BMI. Hosting and technology provided by wearetechnology.com. Listen at theanswerportland.com, userfriendlyshow.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts.